Teu bacalhau é. marido. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparty 160N podcast. That was uh, our own Steph Teixeira singing to you there. Um, we got a good one. This is podcast number 47, uh, where all we'll be talking about is uh, the Taça Portugal final uh, between uh, Porto and Sporting. Before getting into it, though, let's, let's go straight to the panel. Uh, let's go to the usual, the Sporting 160 and crew. Uh, starting off with Nando. Nando, how you doing, bro? What's up, man? How are you doing? Great, bro. Feeling great. Um, yeah, exactly. Glad to be on for another podcast. Hell yeah, uh, bro. Next, get, next, uh, next one, of course, it's uh, our boy Christian. Christian, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, feeling, uh, um, you know, in hindsight or in retrospect, looking back on on everything this season, um, and uh, you know, firmly, uh, firmly determining that it could have been worse. So, not, yeah. not, not bad. And uh, you know, looking forward to for all the the games and all the shit that's going to go down this summer, and uh, and uh, keeping you guys updated here. For sure, for sure. Uh, and last but not least. The man with the golden, with the with the great vocal cords, uh, my boy Steph. Steph, how you doing, man? Oh well, thank you so much for the compliment. I appreciate that. <laughs> Easily was, the best singer out of one out of yeah. Sporting One Sixty. I was just singing the Maria you Bacalhau. out, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. I mean, um, it was not an easy game, which we'll talk about it. Uh, Porto did dominate, but uh, the final results of winning two cups, La Taça de Liga and Taça Portugal, it's phenomenal after what happened to Sporting the whole, the whole year, a year ago in May. So I'm very content. For sure. And uh, to our guests, of course, uh, first off, uh, the, our, our first Portista here, uh, Stephen Borges, at Stephen Borges LO2 on Twitter, by the way, if you want to follow him. Stephen, how you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Thank you for the introduction and thank you for having me on the podcast. Man, it's good. actually it's actually Stephen Boris Lopes. My bad, Stephen Boris. I'm just saying that because his father is Benfica and he might beat you up. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be more worried if he was a Spartan fan because you know we we no, need to beat no. it up here. <laughs> uh, no, no luck on that. But my cunhados they Benfica. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, of course, last but not least, this man needs no introduction. I think he's very well known on uh, Twitter from Three Tugas. Troublemaker, uh, troublemaker. Bruno Freira, bro, what's up? How you doing, guys? Thank you for the invite. Let's start talking. All right, lot to talk about. Uh, I'll start off with both starting 11s first. Um, so for Sporting, we had Renan Ribeiro in net, Marc Jacuin and Mathieu Quach and um, Gaspar at right back. Uh, we had, uh, oh shit, this isn't even the starting. Okay. Sorry, sorry, after freestyle here. We have Gudeli, uh, Bruno Fernandes, and Wendell in midfield with Luis Philippe, uh, Diaby, and Rafinha up top, with then substitutions of uh, uh, Ilori, Dumbia, Jefferson, and Dost. Uh, Porto's starting 11 was as follows uh, Vana, Inet, uh, Philippe, Maxi Pereira, Pep, and Militão at defense. Uh, no, not Maxi. Maxi didn't start. Sorry, who's Pereira 22 here? No, it's uh, uh, it's uh, Danilo. Danilo. Danilo, sorry. Okay, let me get a different app because this one's fucking up on me. You sure, I, you sure? Hey, Bruno, do you have it? I got it. I, got I it. have it. No, I, I don't have it. I don't have it. Okay, go, sorry. So it's Van Nijnet, Alex Tells, Pep, Philippe, and Eder Militão in defense. Danilo Pereira, Hector Reira, Otavio in midfield. 
Swaj, Brahimi, and Marega up top. Uh, sorry about that. Um, no worries. Anyway, do it again though. Yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> uh, Bruno, I'll start off with you, bro. What are your What are your two What are your thoughts on the game? Um, my thoughts were very simple. Um, we completely outplayed Spartan, and we just did not have the luck of the game. I had the opportunity to speak with Steph about the game uh, after, and and um, it, it was just an unfortunate sequence. I mean, uh, you look back, two semifinals, two finals against Spartan the last couple of years, and then I think there was other another cup final somewhere. Um, once we go into penalties, I don't even think it's more of a physical thing. I think it's a mental thing that we just can't beat Sporting um, when it goes to penalties. Uh, this is something, this is a game that should have been resolved in the 90th minute. Um, if you listen to feedback from the administration and, and the coaching staff and players from Porto, they never mentioned anything about the officiating. They took the blame 100% that they just weren't competent enough to score the goals. We had more than enough chances to put you guys away at the minimum in the second half, at the minimum. Um, at the end of the day, we just, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot. We just didn't do what we needed to do. Fair enough. Um, Steve, what are, your, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, um, same thing as Bruno says, but just to elaborate on a couple of things. Obviously, Porto did dominate. Um, you saw in big moments we just didn't finish. And as you know, if you got to score to win. And uh, obviously that didn't happen. Obviously, Porto didn't say anything about the officiating. And I'm saying this as a Porto fan. I think some of the officiating was questionable. I mean, let's be honest here. I think that Suarez goal, there was uh, a handball on that play. So I think at that point of the game, I'm not saying I was disgusted, but I was kind of disappointed that if we were to win, that we would win in that fashion. I'm just saying that as a football fan in general. But with that being said, since we did get a little bit of the advantage because of that questionable goal, I thought we would have done better to control the game. And then as you saw before the end of the first half, Sporting got that one goal from Brunfernand's shot that deflected off of Danilo. So that kind of gave some hope to Sporting going into the second half. And I think that's where we lost some of the control. Because even though we came out in the second half still dominating, I think that goal before the half ending, that still affected Porto's squad because, again, the game was still evened out. And I think that affected us till the 90th minute. Uh, once they scored again for Sporting, um, then we were just playing catch-up. And, you know, I was excited. They were making a lot of chances. I screamed when they scored that goal towards the end of the game. But, again, a lot of it is luck. We weren't clinical with the penalty kicks when it mattered. Um, also playing with a goalie that has, hasn't been starting most of the season. Uh, unfortunately, he was put in that circumstance where we didn't have our starting goalkeeper. Um I'm glad our starting goalkeeper is, you know, recovering from the heart attack and everything like that. So I think, again, with that, that think all, also that affected the squad because I think we came in there to have an emotional game where we were going to win it, you know, for our goalie, for the team, after all what's going on with this whole season. 
And I think the goalie that was, you know, playing today, he didn't have a lot of experience as, you know, with penalty kicks or any experience at all. But um, again, it's about finishing. If you don't finish, you know, you leave opportunities for the other team to score. Steven, and, he, he actually lost the Tasa de Liga shootout. Really? So, I mean, that it makes it even worse. So, you know, again, but it happens. We still need to finish with our penalty kicks. I think Herrera, when he went to take his penalty kick, he looked nervous. Um, I think that can affect you got to shoot the ball with confidence. If you look any type of nervous, then that's going to mess you up. And then with that guy, Andrade, when he went to take the shot, I had a feeling he was going to miss. I, I knew he would probably go with the finesse shot to the right, not with a lot of power. And, you know, it happened. So, in a way, it's sad that we lost. But I, I think before the game, I already knew we were going to lose. I even made a bet with my dad that we would have lost. So, I made $20. So, even though I, I didn't come out a winner as a Portista, I came out a winner with Vin Dulles. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. Uh, man, and uh, all right, let's move it on to the sporting point of view, I guess. Uh, Steph, starting off with you, uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Well, I, 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 I tend to agree with uh, with uh, both Portices, but it, <clears throat> you know, um, at the same time, we did have our chances to score goals. Uh, I remember um, a few uh, off the top of my head. We had uh, Bruno Fernandez shot outside the box at minute number ten. Which, uh, uh, what's his name? Vana, the goalkeeper. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he, he pulled a nice save, which, you know, he's a professional goalkeeper to him. It wasn't that difficult, but never know. The ball, the ball could hit the ground and skip and, uh, and go in, but he behaved well. Then Rafinha, outside the box as well, he missed another great chance of goal, uh, near the left, left post. Um, then we had another chance, minute 34, uh, that a great play from uh, from uh, Diaby, uh, which uh, Bruno Fernandes was inside the box and he totally missed the ball. I don't know if you guys remember that that play. Um, usually he hits it, but he missed it, totally missed it. And then we, we scored at minute 45. Um, uh, but besides that, Porto did dominate. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're, you're going to ask a couple questions in, in relation to a couple questionable calls, so I'll, I won't mention it. But if you do forget to mention it, I will bring it up. Um, For sure. But, yeah. So, you or anybody. Uh, if if the MVP of the game was Machu, it means a lot. It means that um, that Porto, you know, they will play offensively. Eighty uh, percent of the game, and Marega is a beast to hold him. It's impossible, and he he was just killing our both of our center backs. But both of our center backs, it were crucial in in knowing how to play him. They knew the ball would be sent behind their back, and they had to make that crucial cut, uh, alleviate the ball. Because if Marega takes off, forget about it. You'll never stop him. Um, so no, you know, to be fair, it was it was a game that uh, uh, we we had a strategy. Um, uh, we lost both of our uh, uh, fullbacks, the left fullback and the right fullback. I think that was um, very important to to Sporting 
in a negative way, of course. Uh, not having uh, Ritovsky, uh, you have a uh, Bruno Gaspar that was hurt, just came back from an injury without Vedem, and he sucks anyway. I mean, even with Vedem, um, you know. And then we lost Borja, which is is in great form, and he's good offensively. So not having Borja, we had to drop Acuna, which was significant because when you have both of them together in the left wing. Sporting functions differently. Uh, and then Wendell had to compensate a lot more. So Rafinha was off, was, you know, I know we won the Tasa Portugal and everyone is happy. He was crucial on that defensive play. I give him that. But offensively, he was non existent. Uh, it was one of his worst games I ever seen him play. He couldn't even pass the ball properly. Uh, we gave the ball back to Porto way too easy when we should have hold it many times to uh, to put water into the in, in, you know into the the, the flames. Like the, the, our midfield was shot, um, so we got we we got lucky because when we were up two one with with uh, twenty seconds left, I was actually standing up and I was next to the TV. My mother in law was making fun of me. She's like, "Are you playing the game?" I'm like, "I was literally almost inside the box, <laughs> and I was and I was kicking, you know, something, but you know, I was trying to help the defense." Because <laughs> it, it would take you so long to alleviate the ball, you are crying, You did a shitty job clearing the ball then, stuff. Yeah, I, I, bro. For real. <laughs> oh, were you the one controlling Bruno Gaspar? Then I think it was you. You fuck. <laughs> when Porto scored the goal, we were asking, "That's not even for a joke, But now it was a clean goal, and uh, I, I was celebrating. I was all happy, and then it was like a, a bucket of cold water dropped into my head then i took a deep break you know deep breath and i went to get a beer and i'm like okay you know what we got the penalties and usually porto you know chokes on it and uh of course typically of sporting they have to make us suffer they had to miss the goddamn first penalty yeah. you know it, it, it goes without saying el sport if you want to be sportingista go to your car cardiologist because it's not for everybody to be sportingista and you know i don't i don't know how we pulled it off you know and we won in penalties and god bless sporting and i was very happy but uh, porto did play better and um that's all i gotta say i'll wait for the questions you might have about certain cases fair fair um nando i'll pass it off to you next dude what do you think <laughs> Yeah, man, I think uh, everybody here pretty much um, nailed it um, yeah. on the head. Like, you know, Porto dominated facts, right? I mean, we can we can go back and we can talk this or that or was that a handball? Was that a red card? Whatever, penalty kick or not. But Porto played the better game. They had the um, the incentive, not the incentive. They had, uh, the, you know, the ball at their feet the vast majority of the game. They had the more possession. They completely outshot us. This is over 120 um, minutes. Uh, I think I got the stats pulled up here. I mean, they had 26 shots. We had 11. We had 44% possession. They had 56. More pass accuracy. Um, we had more fouls. So, like, we were more defensive. They were more attacking, and they definitely knew what they were trying to do. Now, um, with that being said, I think Sporting uh, played a little smarter um, than I think uh, I'm used to, especially with with these bigger clubs. Um, we uh, we obviously have had our number against Porto now for several years, especially in the Tasa games, things of that nature. 
Um, I think it's it's quite a while since the last time Porto beat us uh, for like a for a knockout type game. Um, but we got lucky. We played a little smart, played to our advantage, let Porto do their thing, and we kind of just got scrappy with it. Um, you know, Porto had some clear chances at the beginning. The the, the chances that Sporting had that Steph talks about for me, they're kind of like 50-50 because yeah, you know, you, you if you don't shoot, you don't score. But at the same time, like the Rafinha one was probably like a really good shot. You know, the, the Bruno Fernandes before that, um, you know, he just takes a shot. You know, he tries. Um, but that would, you know, that was an okay save. You know, he didn't have to do too much. But then our goal, even our goal was lucky, right? I mean, it could it would either have been an offside um against us if it touched our player, it didn't. It touched Porto's player, and it was a goal for Spartan, you know. If yeah, uh, that yeah. ball comes out yeah, yeah Danilo, if that ball comes out normally, I think our the Porto's goalie, you know, get, grabs that pretty easily, or it hits Spartan's player and then it's offside. So we got lucky with that goal too. I almost think that we got a little bit lucky with um with Bas Dos goal, to be quite honest with you. I think Porto's defense kind of fell asleep there. I don't know quite like that play just seemed really weird. Like nobody quite understood what the hell was going on. It was a flip. Teams. It was a flip that uh, Elevio Malcus will. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, right. But but see what I'm saying? Like todo un poco uh, like a trapadion, you know what I mean? Like Sporting's approach to the game. We had some some decent moments. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, we won, you know, and and if we had lost, we would have sat here and said, Era con justicia. We played poorly, but yeah. we won. So you got to take them how you get them. Um, but yeah, I agree with pretty much everybody that has spoken so far and what they've talked about. Um, Porto played better, but Sporting got luckier, and it's a mental thing now against Porto. I think it's gone to the point where when we do play Porto in these games, I think Portistas, I think Porto players, coaching staff, et cetera, have to think about it in the back of the mind. Like, is this shit going to end up the same as usual? When Porto scored that goal at the end there, um, I, th I thought that was a wrap, man. I was at a wedding um, outside listening to the game, and I was like, this sucks. Like, that's all momentum, right, going right into penalty kicks. But at the same time, at the back of my mind, I was like, but it's penalty kicks, right? We've we've got this usually in the back. So we got lucky. We played to our, to our uh, advantage a little bit, and, hey, we got the win. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Chris, last but not least, uh, I don't know. There, a lot has been said, so I know I'm putting you, I'm putting you in a tough spot. But uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, man, it's it's um, it's a cup final. It's uh, it's you know, it's a one-off game. I know anything can happen. It's very you know, emotional game. Um, you know, I don't really think that you know, if you look at anyone's individual performances that there was really too many players out there who you know were spectacular um i thought obviously matthew was pretty good quats was pretty good herrera was pretty good uh ribedo was renato ribedo was pretty good um mm. you know outside of that i mean everyone was just pretty pretty average all around the board if you just you know look at it in a vacuum um but you know it, it, it's it was pretty much um, you know, obviously Sporting had there's a couple spells, you know, maybe 20 minutes of the 90 and then 70 were dominated by Porto. Um, Sporting entered the game well, so it, it kind of, you know, made me feel optimistic. But then it quickly pretty much just resumed where we left off in the uh, in the Jornada 34 game um, where we got um, where we got pretty much played off the pitch in a, in a similar fashion and, um, you know, got, got a goal off the break. And then, you know, just, you know, two goals offset pieces and, you know, we were deserved losers, but, you know, maybe on another day, um, the defense is able to hold out and, you know, um, you know, we, we got some fortunate bounces and, you know, at the end of the day, we, we, we conceded a goal at the end, which, you know, maybe if that doesn't go in, 
um, you know, we, we, well, if it doesn't go in, we, we win the game and we're, we're, we're pretty much undeserved winners. Um, so I think that, you know, it, it, the two games weren't totally dissimilar, but I thought that at least in this one, sporting played with more, you know, passion. Um, I thought that the, 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 the last game of the season was, was, was not, there wasn't much, you know, emotion. I mean, understandably, it's a meaningless game for sporting and it's a cup final. So there, there's a difference there. But I mean, as far as the outcome and the way the game played out, it, it was effectively pretty similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, thrilled with, with the outcome. I did think that just as far as the momentum was concerned, it, it's tough to concede a goal in the 121st minute and then five minutes later, shoot PKs. Um, Bazdas picked a hell of a moment to miss his first PK. <laughs> um, yeah. And that, that made me you know, think that it, it might not, it might not happen for us. Same. Um, but uh, you know, Renan is, is, I mean, he's kind of, you know, made a reputation for himself uh, as being uh, a pretty good at penalty kicks. Um, so I, I think that, uh, I guess it's a, an interesting thing to kind of hang your hat on is being good at PKs. It's not always, you know, the most vital skill to have. Um, but there are some great goalies who are just not good at PKs. I mean, that's just the way it is. And Renan's an average goalie, but he's definitely above average as far as saving PKs. So and to be in that situation, um, you know, uh, it's kind of who you want in there as opposed to a a also average goalie who's primarily a backup who you know isn't that good at pks and all, all he needed was that one um you know you know center backs are notorious for missing pks philippe and milito missed in the test of the liga final pep missed in this one kawats has missed plenty in his day um i thought he was going to miss again for sure um and it, he was probably the most unconvincing pk out of all of them um but yeah i mean it, it PKs is a lottery, and uh, you know I think that for us, if we just look at the game and how it played out, the fact that it even got the PKs, it it's fortunate for us, and um, for us, the game being settled in PKs, whether we won or whether we lost, uh, you know we can't really you know complain about that because had it gone to PKs and we lost, you know we we didn't really even deserve to to have gotten that far anyway. So just the way the the way that things played out and. Uh, you know, I'm thrilled to win two trophies in a season for the first time in like two decades. Yeah, for, for real. Um, Has it been that long? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Almost two decades. It's been like 16 years, I think. My yeah. Goodness. Man. Anyways, let's get to the shits, uh, to the real meat and greed of of, uh, of the conversation. I'll start off with. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll start off with a Porto point of view. Uh, so, uh, Bruno, I'll let you tackle this one. Um, Herrera's, Herrera's, or the Porto's first goal. Um, well, there was a goal disallowed on a, on an offside on Marega, I believe. Um, yeah. I think we can all agree just offside. I mean, he was a, a whole Obviously. meter and a half. Uh, second goal went in um, potentially off uh, Herrera's hand, maybe his chest. Um, what's your point of view? Uh, and, and do you think uh, VAR got it right? Uh, do I think that VAR got it right? I mean, I, he got it right to a certain extent because there's no clear angle where you can see that it was, an, you know, played with the arm. I mean, remember, it's got to be conclusive, 100%, non-debatable, and there's still what, people what debating kind of it. Bruno? What kind of TV do you have at home? 
I, I wasn't. You know what? To be honest with you, you, I heard one of you guys talking about the second goal, uh, the the Porto second goal. It got completely ruined for me because some asshole Sportingist at the bar was listening to the Relato on the game, you know, oh, on his I hate phone. Those I hate those people. And he starts screaming Golo. And I'm, everyone's at the bar, like, looking at him, like, dude, are you fucking retarded? You just ruined the whole fucking moment. Yeah. So then, but so anyway, I hate those people. So, so then he wasn't a, a Sportingista if he screamed Golo. No, he. he, he no, he was. Because he, he, he kept on. He started screaming Gol from Baz Dost. Prior, and we were like, "Yo, chill with that." And then he does it again, and then like people got really pissed off at him, including Sporting Gistas. They were like, "Yo, dude, we're all trying to watch the game here. Have some respect." Yeah. yeah. But um, um, it, to me, it was—I don't think it was conclusive that there was a handball or not. I mean, I'm not going to say that it it was it didn't hit his hand or it didn't hard hit his arm, um, but you know. It has to be conclusive evidence that the ball never touched his arm. So I think VAR did a good job in saying play on. Fair enough. Steph, I'll give it straight right back to you. Uh, what did you think of the goal? Well, I'm going to be a, a little bit more um, different than, than Porta. I thought that uh, you could see that the ball hit his shoulder, his lower part of the shoulder, which, which I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, uh, he, that's that's not a that, that that's a handball inside the box. He did hit his arm, but when you look at the play, you know it's the lower part of the shoulder. He could have gone the other way, but the referee decided not to call, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I didn't really. I was more concerned that our defense stopped. That that that's what pissed me off because in, instead of going on with the play. They were too busy complaining. Oh, it's a handball. I'm like, what the fuck? Just play the game. You know, don't don't stop. And that gave an advantage to Swartz. And then Swartz, he jumped well and he got the ball and he scored. Uh, but it's it could have gone the other way. You could clearly see that the ball hit the lower part of the shoulder. So it was not a, a handball. It was above the Kutvelo. Uh, 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 how do you say that? How do you say Kutvelo? Elbow? Shoulder, no. It could elbow. Be elbow. 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 elbow, For this, uh, it was above the elbow. So to me, that's not a handball. So, um, but you could see, Bruno. I don't. That's why I was asking. I have a Samsung from Germany, so I don't know what kind of TV you have. But Steph, um, if it's above the elbow, then that's a the, the arm is the handball. Yeah, I know, but it, it was like the shoulder is not considered. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, the shoulder yeah. isn't. No, yeah. yeah, and it, it was a low part of the shoulder. So I was okay with that. I was more pissed with the, the sporting defense, which they stopped. You could see them complaining, hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, and you gave the advantage, the momentum to, to SWAT. So that's it. Fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you there too, Steph. Uh, or, or I agree with both of you. I, I think personally it is a handball, but like Bruno was saying, it's not clear cut, so I'm not I'm not mad with the goal being um, with the goal standing. At um, all. Yeah. So second other um, you know main main controversial play um, is uh, Kawat potentially uh, should or potentially should have gotten a red card on on uh, a clear handball uh, in the 94th minute. Uh, it was an extra time. Uh, Porto trying to put uh, I can't remember which striker it was that was through. Now it might have been. 
I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll be guessing at this point. But anyways, um, Nando, I'll pass it off to you first. Um, do you think Quats should have gotten the red card for that? Uh, no, it man. It was Suarez, by the way. Um, okay. No, yeah. I don't think so. Um, I'm actually trying to go back now and relook at that because – so, so the second. the reason that the reason that they were saying it wasn't a a, a red card was because he wasn't last man. It was Matthew. Yeah, um, right, right, exactly. Um, you know that that right there. Yeah, I don't think it is, man. I think a yellow card is, is fair. I think it's a yellow card is fair because that that would have been like mata mata. Like you would have had to like I don't know. Var could have gone back and, and looked at that. Um, or if they yeah. even. They could on any red card offensive player or whatever the the same. Right, so like you got to go with the you know you got to go with the call on the field. Like if he had decided to go red, then it's like you got to go var, and then is it like indisputable evidence? Blah blah blah. Um, I think a yellow is fair there, man. To be honest, I think Porto was reaching a little bit with that one. I think it was too like, you know, right there in the mata mata that could have gone either way, and I think that that's fair because there just wasn't enough there for me that that leads to believe that that guy would have been. He's allowed by himself, like that clear okay. cut to the goal that would have been a co- complete threat. Steve, what about you, dude? Uh, as far as the red card, yeah, I think yeah, Porto was reaching a little bit on that. Mm. Uh, to me, it looks more like a yellow card. Um, and I think towards the end of the game, I don't think the ref was even going to call uh, something like that that late in the game um, with all that pressure. So I, I think it was the right call uh, with the ref. Epa, grande sobrinho, pa. You know, <laughs> if I haven't told you enough, I love you, kid. <laughs> and uh, Chris, I'll, I'll actually pass it off to you as well. What, what, did, what were your thoughts on, on that potential red? Yeah, uh, I think Matthew um, is, is maybe a bit behind him, but I think the fact that Matthew was actively, like, running – like so let's just say that ball would have gotten through Matthew was running and like they would have met at about the same point you know and it would have been a one-on-one duel so I definitely think that um you know it, it wasn't like there was no one else back um so yeah I definitely think that it, it's it's the right call um and I I think that yeah like uh, Steven said definitely the pressure of the moment for the referee, um, you know, you didn't want to give, uh, you know, a, a soft or a questionable red card uh, in that moment. Um, obviously, it's probably tempting because it's such a blatant handball and, you know, like unsportsmanlike move. But, uh, yeah, I think he, he, he actually made the right call. Um, and just as far as the, uh, the, diso- the, the Herrera goal, I think that the referee felt the pressure of the game again because he had just disallowed a goal five minutes prior. I mean, obviously yeah. it was the right call to, to disallow the goal for offsides, but just to, like in the spirit of the game and uh, you know, in the moment it's tough to disallow another goal on such shaky grounds five minutes later, you know? Yeah. Fair. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought that should have been a red. Um, Quats is clearly going, he, he's, he was, Maybe even trying to play it off with his head, but he's he 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 knows what he's doing there. He's he's stopping the play from going forward. I, whether that's clear cut, I mean, I think this ball is landing right to Swatch still. I know Matthew's chasing him down and all, but I don't know. I think uh, personally, in my opinion, I think I think Quats should see the red there. Um, but all right, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> those are really oh, and the last real controversial point. He's um, a bit far from the goal though, Danny. You have to kind yeah, of factor that enough. in as well. <laughs> 
Yeah, we would have had a lot to do, to say the least. I, I'm cool. I, I I'm cool with it, the yellow card. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, I got to weigh in on this. I got to weigh in sure. on this. I, I really, I really think this is a red card because now you're opening up a precedent going forward. So you're telling me if a ball is chipped over the top, and I cut the ball with my hand, all I want is a yellow card. Yeah. So next year, when Pep does it or anybody else, I don't want anybody complaining that it's oh no, it's not a red card. It's a yellow card. Because that was basically playing volleyball. And Matteo's not behind him because if you look, there's that one angle, that camera shot um, behind the Portugal where they're showing, um, going to the Spartan goal. Suarez is through. Matteo's not going to catch him because Matteo is still probably about, what, eight, nine yards to Suarez, right? Yeah. He's not going to catch him. As fast as Matteo is, he's not going to catch him. So I, I think this was a bad call. I think you're opening up a precedent. Um, it is a different, difficult call. I do understand your point of view that eh, it could be yellow, blah, blah, dude. It's, it's a red, any part of the world. It's a red card. I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to jump in too, of course. Uh, but, um, there's no way it's, it's a red card. You could see Mathieu is, is in, uh, in front of, um, depends how you look at it in front of quads or behind quads, whatever. But, um, and he, he's, he's running on an angle. So when you're running on an angle, you gain a lot more ground. Suarez is not Marega. If it was Marega, maybe, but Suarez is slower than Marega. You would have caught him. But now, would it be a clean cut, a clearance? Maybe not, because maybe it would have to go to Carino. But that's why the referee, they, they only see facts, uh, well, uh, not most of the time, I, because that's not always the case. We know that. But... You know, VAR, they have, like, how many cameras? Like, 10 cameras, seeing diff 10 different angles. So, believe me, they wanted to get that call correct at 100% because it's a final. It's not only being watched in Portugal. It was being watched in France, many countries, U U.S., Canada, and so on. So, the I think the amount of uh, spectators on TV was, like, over 6 million or something. So... So you could see clearly that Mathieu was going full speed and he would have caught Swartz. Of course, if you're Portisha, you'll say what Bruno just said. If he's Portuguese, you'll say what I just said. <laughs> I think yeah. it's just important that, that Matthew, if you just freeze it when the ball actually hits his hand, because when the ball's played, Matthew's in front of Coatz. Exactly. But when the ball actually hits his hand, Matthew is about five, six feet behind him. And I think that that's an important detail. When Kowats is actually handling the ball, Matthew is behind him, therefore, you know, not making him the last man, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I get that, too. I, I even – I see your point, too. I think Matthew even is likely to catch Swatch because they're sort of neck and neck with each other. But I, I, I'm I, – listen, this is obviously just my opinion. I'm going to lean with Bruno there, too, because like he was saying, it is a precedent. Well, Fucking, no, Ruben Diaz does that to me next year. I'm losing my shit if he only gets a yellow card. I know, but Danny, for once, the VAR got the call correct. Il no era ultimo homem. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Well, you know, and that's what I agree with Bruno and everybody else. Is he going to be called like that next time? Maybe not. You're right. Maybe yeah. not. Depends which jersey. And I won't say anything because I don't want, you know, listeners to get upset, but, you know, they get all pissy <laughs> and shit. But, you know, but but it's it's the truth. Me me personally, we'll have a podcast about this. 
but we should use the uh, the uh, uh, referees from other countries, like the uh, in the Champions League. They have the system in place, so might as well just say, "Hey, we'll take care of the Portuguese league as well," because you guys have so many issues. Man, I think uh, I think uh, I'm with you on that. I like foreign refs, but I think uh, the Portuguese league might just need a whole fucking. It's run to the core. I don't even know if that'll be a solution. You know what I mean? Just get rid of the path and make an association of Europe, European association, the uh, referee Europe, Europe association that combines all the countries. And then it could be in Switzerland because Switzerland is, is usually the, the headquarters for the neutral. The yeah. neutral. And then they send the referees to each game uh, for, mixed together uh, linesmen from Portugal, linesmen from France, referee from Germany. And uh, it's, it's fair and square. But the way it is now uh, in Portugal, no one trusts our referees. No one. No one. I mean, when I say no one, I'm saying Sportingistas, Sportistas, Befiquistas, Braga. Nobody is trusting them. Yeah, agreed. Um, all but, right, well, but Steph, to, well, hold on. One thing on, yeah, on that officiating, you, you, you can't just have, you can't have, when you're bringing in foreign refs, you cannot have one Portuguese referee on that refereeing team. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you can have a Polish center ref and you can have a German Assistant AR1 and a Swiss AR2, but you can't have any Portuguese. Agreed. You can't have that. Uh, it's got to be. And vice versa. Now, or you could even have it by team. You can have a Portuguese team, uh, a Portuguese referee team going to Spain, and uh, vice versa, a Spanish referee team coming to Portugal. I'll be okay with that too, you know, but the, the, the reputation and, and the way. The way Everyone thinks that the referees are corrupted and they, they look at certain jerseys. Uh, it's not going to go away. Let's not kid ourselves. It's not going to go away. We're always going to think this way, and it sucks. So the solution is just, just get an association, European association, that combines all the referees and, uh, and then mix it up. Let's have a team from Switzerland going to Portugal for, for, for the games in Portugal. And then next weekend from Germany and so on and so on and so on. I mean, with that being said, I, I agree with that point with the refs guys, but who's going to pay for all that, right? Look how yeah. long it took for the VAR to come in, right? There was all that resistance from the leagues that didn't want the VAR. And the reason why is they don't want to get that money out, taken out of their pockets, right? So to do that, all the traveling costs for all these referees coming from different countries, then the housing or the hotel costs, all that stuff is going to be taking away money from the league, who already didn't want the VAR in the first place, right? So that's going to be the main issue, and that's always going to be brought up in a debate about why they're never going to do that. No, but don't, but don't, don't forget, don't forget, but now you have different pots of gold. It's not only Portugal. It's different leagues. We do have an association that represents all the domestic leagues. We already have that in place. So now, right. so now, if we, when a referee from Porto comes to Lisbon, he already stays in a hotel. When uh, from Lisbon goes to to a source or Madeira, they already stay in a hotel. So it's the same concept. Maybe you'll have right, to up, that, up the per diem a little bit, but I mean, but it's still technically local. I mean, these guys still live technically in the country 
And then again, they but do, do, you know, do you know how much it is to go from, from uh, Lisbon to uh, Paris? It's like 80 euros. Not even it's not, probably you can find it's, something cheaper. It's, it's probably less with with uh, doing the portagens from yeah. Montegordo to Chaves. Yeah, I think so. Because they call them you, shuttles. You, 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 well, I, I see what Steph is saying, and I agree with him. Um, I agree listen, with, you know who's going to... I agree with my nephew too. He, I, you know, he's got a point about money. That's always a factor. But when you have a Premier League involved, a Germany, uh, German league involved in French league, you know, that's not even a factor anymore because it's going to be different leagues putting money inside, so it'll be fine. The Champions League is already doing that. All the referees well, from the Champions League. But then that goes I, I back believe... to another point because what? Why would these other leagues want to put their own money into that? Look how yeah. they're already doing with the Champions League. I mean, they already reduced the Champions League spots for the Portuguese League and increased it for other leagues. Oh, but yeah, but that would, only... be, that would be a total different uh, um, uh, uh, um, agency regulating the referees. They would have to come up something. Now we have a, a PAF, right? Right. A PAF. And then you have a Liga. So they would have to come up with an association which they already exist, but they only... Uh, manage the, the domestic leagues and they protect them for super leagues, which actually we're talking about that. Or all the, the big sharks when, when they create a super league. That association is protecting all the domestic leagues because if one day that happens, then the Guimarães, Bragas, Pas Freires, it's over. Um, the, the one thing I will say is the, who's going to pick up the bill? It's easy, it's the federation. The federation said, "Listen, the federation don't don't feel bad about the federation. For the some Portuguese football and and all the other federations around Europe or around the world, a lot of money, my friends. Lots and you know money. what? You know it's so simple. It's easy. They'll just pick up a sponsor. Once they pick up a sponsor, the sponsor will pick it up. The the tab. It it it's just comes down to that. It it, it don't feel bad for them. Don't think that it's going to cost a lot of money because it's not going to cost a lot of money. There's ways around it." The, the the key here is, are these guys willing to do it? And if they're willing to do it, that's fine. If they're not willing to do it, then it's not going to work out. You're always going to have the resistance. We all know that the reason why there is a resistance, it all comes down to money once again. And it's because, you know, the bigger clubs didn't want the VAR. The bigger clubs wanted, uh, you know, more spots in Champions League. You know, Champions League format, Europa League format, and so on and so forth. It's all it's all messed up as it is anyway, but that's a different topic. Right. Yeah. All right. And uh, really the uh, the only other controversial part we have on the game, I've actually been trying to look for a video, but um, anyways, Bruno, take us through um, the, the uh, Jefferson foul on Hernani. Well, you know, the, the Jefferson foul, it, it seems like he pushes him, two arms are extended and he pushes him out of the way. Um, for trying to dispute the ball. He's trying to go for a challenge, and he gets pushed from the back. Um, that That is a, you know, they call it a penalty tulviso. Um, that's the correct term. It, 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 to me, if they call that, and I won the Tasa on a call like that, I wouldn't be very happy. Would I be happy that we won the Tasa? Yeah, but I wouldn't be so happy how we, you know, with a call like that. Because it, at the end of the day, you don't want to decide a major cup on a call like that. But the call 
it's a debatable call and it's a penalty. I mean, the guy got clearly pushed. It's a stupid, stupid penalty on Jefferson. It was um, not a penalty. Why do you keep on saying that? No, it's a penalty. You got pushed, but I know. But again, I'm glad that it was. I'm no officially no, but there's oh, a lot wow. of official calls that were not called. Usuaz, didn't he join the Navy in Brazil? Did he join the Navy in Brazil? I think so, because he looked like a diver. What the hell? I mean, <laughs> little push, and he got them dive. Suarez, he's as much of a diver as Bas Dost is. We're not talking about Nubes and Nubovista. We're not talking about stuff like that. Well, we're talking about that PK. I'm glad it wasn't called because the, the intensity of that push you're talking about, it's so ridiculous that Usuarez he didn't even dirty his shorts. Like I said, it wasn't called. That's it. I mean, it's a call that could have been made. It just was not made, and that's the end of that. It makes you feel better, then. Does it make me feel better? No, I, I, you wouldn't make me feel better. It'd make me feel better if, if our strikers would score goals. It's true, strikers are a merda. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about that, Bruno. Uh, what went wrong for Porto? Because obviously, you know, as Control. we were all saying, dominating. So why is it, though? I mean, you guys have Maragui, you have Bregini, Suarez. Um, how many times did you, you guys have to post one? Like three, four times this game? Three times, no, maybe I think two it was times. two. I think okay. it was two. Two times at the post. Renan's made a bunch of saves. Uh, next year, at least for Porto, are you guys looking for um, for 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 Sergio and 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 Peter Costa to get in more forwards? Um, we have because, to. I mean, it, it, it. I mean, it goes. I mean, this 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 one without question is a position. Listen, mm -hmm. if you really analyze tactically why Porto was not champion. It wasn't because Pep came in and he changed the defense. I had nothing to do with that. Because the opportunities that are created throughout a game was always there. You're creating five-plus cl clear chances to score every single entire game. And we don't finish the opportunities that we had created. If we finish two of those opportunities, chances are we would win majority of our, our games. This was a game that should have been put away in the first 90 minutes, period. The, um, Sporting had, I'd say, two clear chances. They scored two goals. If we had a Bas Dost, out of those 10 chances that we created, we probably would have scored. He probably would have walked away with three, four goals. Hey, we only had two chances. I, I said, two, uh, to me, I saw two clear chances. The one you had the, the one, the Wendell. The ones we scored. The, the one shot on goal. Shot on goal, you score two goals. Yes, and that's and that's it. Brunt, and, and then the one, the other one wide. That's the other only, one wide. And what and about Bruno Fernando's shot and Rafinha's shot? The, it, the, it doesn't count. Rafinha's is off target. There was three yeah. shots. Yeah. 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 Bruno Fernando's is just is just a good shot, but that's not a clear chance, man. It's a shot on you target know, statistically. It, 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 what I what I'm I'm talking about shots on target. Shots on no, target. Know, Porto had it. You said we only had two, and you guys had ten. 
we we had a lot of chances to score. We had a lot of chances. We had a lot of shots on goal. We just couldn't score it. Uh, the first one was the first was a three minutes. Otavio, he could have hit it anywhere. He hit straight at, at Renan right at his hands. That that's a goal that has to be scored. I mean, you're you're seven yards away from the from the goal line. You have to put the ball away, and he hits the goalkeeper instead. That was a gift that's, from uh, from Brun Gaspar, but yeah. No interest if it was a gift from Santa Claus. You have to put you it away. Even, you guys even had the opportunity with Herrera, like 70-something minute. The, the yeah, uh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Renan gives away the ball at the top of like the right box. Right at him, right, right to you him. Have to hit yeah. the, you have yeah. to hit one of the lower corners. What does he do? He hits it right at him. Right at him, yeah. Right at him. Right I mean, I mean, Suarez-y, Suarez hit the post, I think, twice. Uh, he missed uh, Eder, or I don't know. He, he does he, he does the impossible sometimes. Sometimes you you wonder how he misses these goals. Um, Marega, I don't think I don't remember Marega really having any clear shots. Uh, maybe in the first half or whatever that they were just slow rollers. That I wouldn't I, I consider those half chances. But I mean, clear chances. We we created a good amount of clear chances to score. There's no doubt yeah. about it. But we just couldn't. We couldn't finish, and this is this has been our mo the entire season. So to answer, I believe it was Danny. Yeah. Danny's question is: Do we need strikers? Yes, we, we we don't need one striker. We need two strikers, and this was the the issue. We decided to go after that. I mean, Fernando is not good enough to play Abulnis. Let forget about Santa Claus. He's not good enough to play Abulnis, and we go and buy him, and we think this guy's going to help us win a title. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this guy, he he is. Again, he's not good enough for one of the top three. We go by him instead of going by an actual striker that can score some goals. I don't care if we could have brought him on loan. We had to bring a striker that would score goals. And and, and this has been our MO, and this is where this is the one area I think Porto needs. We need to buy five players, two strikers, two wingers, and one really good number 10. I know there's going to be people debating Oliver this, Oliver that. Yes, Oliver is a very good number 10. Does he fit in the surgical system is a question. Clearly, last two years, the answer is probably no. So if surgical system is staying, I believe that Otavio will be sold. We'll see. So, so what do you think, Steven? Which players do you think you guys need? Well, Brun said most of it. Now, obviously, we do need strikers. I mean, first off, let's go off over Medica, right? The amount of goals he scored this season, it wasn't as great as the last season, right? In the offseason, he wanted to go to West Ham. What did we do? We forced him to stay. We decided not to <clears throat> And we kept a, a player that didn't want to play there and said, listen, you're going to come play for us for another year. Once you have a player like that already on the squad that wanted out, he's not going to play to his full potential. That was already going to be a factor. And then we started with Abubakar, and then he got injured, and then we played with Suarez. And Suarez is one of those players where, just like Brunun said, sometimes he misses a lot of them, and sometimes he makes the really tough ones. That's the type of player he is. He's not one of those reliable strikers. So, yes, we do need new, two new strikers. We need wingers because Corona hasn't worked out for the last couple of years. You know, this, year was his good, this year was his best season by far. I think it was yeah. his best, but it's it's still not enough. It's still not opinion. enough. You're right. My, my two cents. That. My two cents on Corona is that he's too inconsistent. Yeah, he's a really no, good yeah. player when he wants to be, but it, it just it doesn't show up as many times as as you Porto fans especially want it, man. Like right. Well, and but now, but Stephen is on on point though right now with Corona. Corona is yeah. inconsistent, but this this season was his most consistent year out of the three previous. 
Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And it still and wasn't good enough. And then it still wasn't good enough. Yeah. Otavio is, I don't know what's with that. I mean, that guy, he plays in like. He's a bench player. Yeah. Right. He's a bench player. And then the coach is playing him either a striker, midfield, the winger. I don't think he's good at either of them, honestly. I, I don't think he's a very good player. And Brahimi, he, he never really shows up for big games. I feel like he holds the ball a lot. Doesn't make Brahimi? the right passes. I mean. Brahimi missed. It missed, a, I think, two or three guys throughout this game against Sporting in the Tasa final. Um, three times. Three times where he, instead of passing the ball to the top of the box or at the penalty spot where there was an open man, he decides to take a shot on his own. He really wanted to be the hero. He knew this was his last Porto game. He wanted to score a goal and be the, the hero of the of the game. Instead, right. he wasn't the hero. He became the villain. So quick on Brahim, he had a total of five shots, two at the target, and if I remember, those two were probably straight out of then. One off target, one two shots blocked. I don't think those stats do justice to how we saw him in the game. I think mm. those stats can mean nothing. I mean, to me, those stats mean nothing. He didn't play the way he should have played. He's supposed to be the best player on the team. I don't think he was during that game. Obviously, we need two wingers. Two strikers. We're gonna need a left back because Telus is definitely leaving. We're I don't think one so. One more center back, and then we're gonna. I don't think so. Right. You don't think so? I don't think Telus is gonna leave. I don't think so either. I think you guys are selling. I don't. Uh, I don't think Danilo. I don't think Danilo. Uh, well, let me get. Let me rephrase that. If someone comes, see, Telus is the only player on Porto roster right now that they will not sell under the transfer clause, which is forty million. Anyone, it's just not going to happen. They'll say no. Danilo, as I think they'll be able to convince him with, hey, you play one more season, we'll give you a raise to stay, and then we'll sell you after the Euro next year. And I think he'll stay. But other than that, I think everybody else has to go. I think Otavi's going to get sold. I think something around $16 million I read. I don't know who would pay that kind of money for him, but... <laughs> If we can get that money, that would be great. Um, you'll yeah. probably be able to get a a championship team. Someone in the championship might get him because he did have a very good game against Liverpool. Um, again, Russia, Turkey, one of those clubs might might spend some money. If he goes to Turkey, that's the end of his career. Turkey is for the old players. I that, remember that's 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 not our problem. After that. <laughs> Uh, I got a question here on the chat. Uh, it asks it asks Bruno, but I'll ask both of you. How much do you guys love Herrera? Or how sad are you, I guess, from, from him leaving? I'm ecstatic that he's leaving. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ he's gone. I am. We were talking about this off the air before we went on. The loser mentality is over. I do believe, I really hope that this is true, that he's going to go to Benfica. He's going to sign on Friday with Benfica. If he does, let the bad luck juju go with him. <laughs> and I hope, I hope, I hope he brings all the bad luck that he's brought to us, to them. Please, please, finally, we're getting rid of this guy. For this. Well, I, like I got that. an update on Herrera. Uh, he was recently spotted in Madrid, so I'm pretty sure he's signing with Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid. Don't, don't, yeah, that's all I've been hearing, too. Yeah. Wherever he goes, let him bring his juju with him. <laughs> I don't mean, Atletico Madrid is more his style anyways. As long as they keep Simeone, they're going to play that park-the-bus type of football anyways. So I think that mentality that he has is going to work for that squad. Um, so good for him on that. 
and my I'm I'm not happy that he's leaving for free though. That was my only thing. I think we slipped up on not getting him on at least a one year contract. Or selling him this year, this right, summer. Or I selling say. him exactly. So I think that's the only disappointment I have. I mean, there's plenty of midfielders like that guy that we could find. So yeah. it's not like a real loss. Again, he he hasn't had a lot of big games for us. And just like Bruno says, he does have that mentality where, you know, when the going gets tough, I, he tends to give up towards the end of the game. So, you know, well, just, mad just take and get money out of it. Take the final. Well, I said take the final because we were talking about this off the air. Take the final. How does Brahimi and Herrera not step up in a penalty shootout and take a penalty? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hernani and Fernando Andrade taking PKs, and you got your captain just standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But but you know what? Like a lot of people are saying, oh, that was Sergio Conceição's fault, and I'm going to defend Sergio Conceição all day because um, in the spring. Maybe they're not good PK takers. What about that? No, no, Steph. This is where I, let me get to my point. My point is, is like, for example, in the spring, I had a penalty shootout in one of my tournaments. <clears throat> and the first thing you do is, all right, who's feeling confident right now? That's yeah. the first thing you do as a coach because you have to ask these guys, are you mentally prepared to take a penalty? And these are guys that probably said, nope, I'm not in. I'm not ready. Put me down later on the list. So it, right there, that just tells me those are two guys that have loser mentalities. You look at the, the way Porto has played the last couple of years of five, last four or five years, and these guys were part of those teams. It, it, it goes hand in hand, and, and those are your, your, your most traditional guys, guys that have been there the longest. I mean, the loser mentality is gone. I'm glad that those two guys are gone. I mean, yeah, I, I feel financially we, we, we bit the bullet. You got to take it. But at least at the end of the day, we do not have to deal with these guys no more. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm trying to think of some some questions for for Sporting right now. But I mean, Chris, I'll go off with you first. Like, what, what were your initial thoughts on the eleven? We seen you know Gaspar filling in after he had a smeller against uh, Porto earlier or, or two weeks ago. Has another smeller against the Tasa Portugal. We seen what other was what else was the rotation? Uh, we seen Diaby in the lineup. Yeah. Um, what were your initial thoughts, dude? And, and and how do you think that Kaiser maybe could have done better uh, for us to have a better stronghold on this game? Well, honestly, it, it kind of hasn't been mentioned yet, uh, and since it worked out, it, it's kind of hilarious to to think about it. But Jefferson playing center mid, uh, he played. Not horribly. I mean, he, he, he did what he had to do. He did what he had to do. Um, I mean, I can't imagine coming on in a more pressure situation, like the 110th minute of a, of a cup final. I mean, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world if he started at left back and, and then Diaby was off. Or, um, you know, it, it, I don't know if Gaspar was hurt or – he just sucked or what the fuck his problem was. But he eventually kind of shifted to the uh, to the formation that I thought we were going to go with from the start, and he put a Lori in. But then he didn't fully do it because it seemed like a Lori was just playing as a right back, which, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the, there's just no depth, and it, it was basically just pick your poison as far as the lineup. And I think he wanted to feel safe with Acuna at left back rather than having Jefferson and Gashbad in as, as both outside backs who are both notoriously pretty bad at defending. 
So, I mean, maybe you can make an argument that, I mean, I, I just don't see Jefferson being able to fill in at right back. He's a lefty. I just, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him play on that side. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I, I've never seen him play uh, holding mid before either. So um, it was clearly a day of firsts. Um, I've never seen Elodi play as a right back either in a 4-4-2. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was weird. It, it, things got weird. And, uh, I mean, credit to Kaiser. I mean, he did what he could with, with the very limited uh, bench that he, that he had available to him. Sure, fair enough. Steph? Yeah, uh, yeah, I got a couple of questions. Uh, one for the uh, Portistas, and then another one for Fernando. So, Nando, uh, were you surprised when you saw the Abi coming out for Bas Dost? <laughs> um, no, no, I wasn't surprised, man. I, I, I thought that 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 was like perfect um, Bas Dost moment. Um, you know, put him on the on, on a spot where. Like a bunch of our, our, our Portistas friends here have been talking about where, you know, the Porto lacks guys that will pounce on the ball and score. One thing that Bazdos does often that we sometimes complain about is that he misses some that we think should score. But he also gets a lot of these easy ones in or he gets a lot of these like, you know, tap ins or, or shoe ins or, you know, I feel confident with Bazdos more often than not. Um Getting uh, getting a foot on the ball to get a goal in, and uh, that's a classic Bajdos goal to me, right? So the deflection comes right to him. Sure enough, he's right there. Even in the celebration, he almost seemed like shocked, like "Oh shit!" Like this just happened. Like this this came to me. Um, so I think uh, at that time Kaiser's mentality was because uh, it was still tied, right? We took the lead at that point. I think it was more playing for like you know crosses into the box. You know, uh, hopefully we can get a a, a, a foot on the ball. Um, and not playing so so quick up front with Diaby, so um, yeah, I was I was totally okay with that, and uh, I understood kind of I guess that's what I perceived to be the thought process of bringing Bazdos in. I was totally okay with that. There wasn't a lot of time left, you know. We don't we didn't need him to run around and do too much. Just kind of poach that uh, that striker box, and uh, you know, take one or two shots, and hopefully get one in. And he did. Okay, sounds good, buddy. Now, uh, this is a question for the uh, Portistas, so uh, I'm going to go with my nephew first because I know I know Bruno will be super aggressive. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to give my nephew a shot to answer first, and then Bruno, uh, you'll go second. So Conceição, agreed. He's uh, one of those coaches you called Conrasa, which uh, personally I like it too. I don't dislike the way Kaiser is. He's more uh, you know, more relaxed, more calmer. He doesn't get involved in conflicts. But, you know, there's moments for that. There's moments to be at the Kohas and there's moments to be uh, the coach that you're supposed to be. So how come he didn't shake hands with our president? Oh, man. I knew that mm. question. I, I was thinking about that the whole time. And, and let me tell you, too, Steph. You know who had a big opinion on that? Of course, my father said something about it. And uh, his father, his of... father is very by the way. Right, he did not like that. And keep in mind, even though he's being fikista, he's the same mentality you have. He likes that whole thing about Rasa. He likes Sergio Cusasal. Yeah, but he did not like what he did with the sporting president. And I agree. I didn't like that either. I understand it was an emotional moment. But still, out of respect, 
still need to shake the man's hand. And then just to go from behind and whisper something in his ear, it, I don't know, that just seems strange to me. I think to be a top coach with one of the top teams in Portugal, you got to have a certain demeanor and a certain way of being in situations like that. I get it. We lost. You know, we could all say we played the better game, this and that. I saw a tear dropping out of his eye, you know, just dried. Obviously, he was an emotional guy. But, again, that's still no way of being with the president of, a, you know, another team. Um, I didn't like that. But, you know, it happened. Will it affect his future with Porto? Who knows? It really depends on what Pinta Costa thinks about that. Um, obviously, he didn't win anything this year. So I'm not sure if that's going to affect his future with the club. Um, but I hope he does stay on. And hopefully this would just, you know, be something that blows over. And, you know, we can get back to work and try to rebuild the squad. And hopefully he can use this moment and this defeat as, uh, you know, time to reflect on the squad to really rebuild and, you know, come back at it next season. But, you know, a situation like that, I don't think any coach should treat anybody like that, especially if you had just lost. So, uh, again, I didn't agree with it, but, you know, it happened. So, Bruno, I'm going to shift it to you, and I'm going to add something else. Is is this is this the way uh, uh, your club um, – educates your coaching staff because this is not the first incident in Tasa de Liga. Uh, one of your uh, assistant coaches of the referee uh, of uh, the goalkeepers, he threw a medal on one of our fans. So what's going on? Is that the way it is? Lanu North? <laughs> no, <I don't>... sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, wow. I, I don't think it, I don't think it has anything to do with uh, geographical, uh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm from the north. I'm from the north, Karel, So whatever. <laughs> no, me too. That's why I just found it so funny, bro. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was, I was waiting for your, I was waiting for Stephen to finish because I wanted to ask him a question. Do you know why he didn't shake his hand? I have no idea. Not, I'm not talking no, about not exactly. tried, like didn't Sporting try to. Uh, um, get uh, Sergio out of this game, or like they tried to. Correct. See if he would spend so it, right? that's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason why he. he you oh, know, right, they, right, right, right. I know, uh, but but no, but that's not the reason why. Because and I had this no. conversation. Because that's not a good reason. Because anyone that pays attention to 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 Portuguese footy knows that you could say, "Hey, I would like to kiss the guy Bruno Lages or Sergio Conceição or Kaiser or Abel." That you can appeal, and then once you appeal, that's suspended, and that was going to happen. Anyone that's a little bit smart gets that. So it was not the reason why. That's a reason that you guys cooked up, and that that you created in your mind. I, I don't think it was a reason. It, it just it wasn't a reason. It. I think that's the reason what happened. I mean, I, I, when you're trying to kick out a guy, when you're trying to get him suspended behind the scenes. But, but, but you know well enough that when you when it, a club tries, and there's only a few days uh, uh, within the final, that you can appeal and, and they'll be suspended, you know it's never going to happen. It, Understood. It's going to happen but, what? For the Supertasa to I number says no coach, you can't please, I'm sorry. So it's going to happen what? For the first first of the Portugal? Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to probably – the suspension is probably going to be given there or some yeah. preseason game or some bullshit like that. But 
it, I think it was the principle. I think that's what people are misunderstanding. It's the principle is that he went down that road to try to get him suspended for the game. So it wasn't just, uh, you know, the the loopholes. Yeah, there's loopholes, blah, blah, blah. But it, it wasn't that. It was because the whole principle of trying to get him suspended that pissed him off. And you know what? He did what he had to do, and um, I support him in in doing what he did. I, I really do. I mean, I know that I'm sounding crazy, but I'm I, one of the guys that um, I, I don't think that uh, – he was wrong in doing that. I, I mean, probably would have done the same thing. And I, that's that. I'm, a, I'm one of the Sportingistas that, that I'm totally okay with with what he did. Like, to be quite honest, like, I, I went back and forth on that shit several times where I sat there and I was like, all right, do I care about the disrespect, quote unquote, of like, you're le president, blah, 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 blah. And this has nothing to do with me and how I feel uh, about Varandas personally, whether I like the guy or don't like the guy. But I think that, um, one thing, like like Steph kind of alluded, like you know, is that the culture up north? Whatever. I mean, I'm up from north too, so that's funny. But it, it's more so like the culture of of Porto, right? Like I think Porto in general, like you look, go back and look at the guys, Josh Gosses, Fernando Couto, Sergio Conceição, you know, Vitor Bahia. You look at these guys who have all had a certain demeanor and a certain quote unquote the raça about them. But that's that, still uh, not good enough. That's called. No, honestly, luck. bro, I feel it's, like it's, that's it's, just a fourth it's, way. It's, it's a, a lack of thing. evolution. It's a lack of The bottom line is because Ussesh Conceição, how the fuck does he know was Verandas? Sporting has dirigentes. He came out publicly. Listen, the certeza absoluta que they never had Verandas. It was somebody else from the Departamento Jurídico. But he spoke. But he's the head of Sporting. But it put a face on it. But it yeah. doesn't mean that Sergio Conceição thinks se mal criado. Let me well, just like, yeah. ideally, ideally, would you want like would we anybody here like to see that shit happen? No, I don't think anybody here would like to see any of that happen. What, you know, what happened? No uh, what happened in Castro Dragão? Yeah, that was not cool. What happened? Well, well, with our DDG, bro, and then the, the fights that occurred. And the, the, a, the, mulher, the a, mulher, a mulher, a mulher do, do Albuquerque levou dois, dois rins <laughs> na tola, ficou com dois olhos à bolonense. She even became a sócia do bolonense. <laughs> they gave her a, a yeah, year bro. for it's, it's unfortunate. It sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that shouldn't happen. We, but, you know, okay, but, what, but, I don't but think, I don't think Nando's excusing the violence. I think he's more excusing Conceição's passion and, and yeah. I'm, like, okay. like I'm, kind of, I'm kind of what i'm trying to get to is i'm trying to feed off a little bit of like when you joked and he said it's like is that something that happens up north i think it's something that the culture of porto over the years of creating players and captains who have shown on the field and off the field a love for the team and a, and a passion for their profession and what they do whether we like it or not like i couldn't stand watching josh cost i couldn't stand that dude like yeah. that dude blew my life Sergio has that thing, and, Port and Portistas gravitate towards him, like him, and I completely understand that. Like, sometimes I wish the Sporting had more that something. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, and we can get oh, to this well, in a olha, second. Olha, olha. So if he's that Portista, like 100% Portista, like we all say, why is his son at, uh, playing at Bifica? I have to answer that question. I have to answer that question. Hold on. I got to answer that question. I have to answer that question. I have to answer that question because Steph asked why he allowed, I think he used the word allowed 
his son to go play at Benfica. This is what happened, Steph, so you know. He said right from day one to his, his boys, I am not going to run your professional life. You guys are going to take, you're going to be men. You're going to make your own decisions, and you're going to live, and you're going to die with your own decisions. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to give you any type of counsel. You do what's best for you. So he has one son at Porto. He has one son at, at Benfica. He has one son at Ferenc. He has one son at Sporting. And then For he has this? another. Yeah. And he has five. And he has one that's in the third division. He, wow. he, he, he put all, he's got, at least I, I know, I don't know if one's still at Sporting. I think the one that was at Sporting is the one now playing somewhere in the third division. Mm-hmm. But he let them go, go. And he said, listen, whoever gives you the best offer and you feel that's best for you. You take it. Yeah, don't yeah, matter who it is. You could be, you can yeah, be Portista. Agreed, you, agreed. I'm, I'm not saying the opposite. Befica is one of the best academies in our country <clears throat> in conjunction with Sporting and Porto. I mean, we can be rivals, but we can be, you know, we, we can be smart, you know, and see what's going on. But all I'm saying is we're going back now to uh, to why he didn't shake my, my president's hand, which, by the way, listen, I'm, it, it, so it's not even about that. It's a, it could have been Bruno Carvalho. It could have been João Rocha. It could have been another president of Sporting. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter what we try to do. That's the, your reason. Your reason. I can't accept it. Well, okay. Because he's a professional coach. He should have put that aside and shook his hand for two seconds. Okay, thank you. He put him on the Okay, thank you. Bye, Pocaralho. Steph, you know what? You know, you, you know, know most... why? You know why? You know why he didn't shake his hand because you guys lost. Because if he no, would have listen. won, you would have shook his hand. That's no, the... I, I think he. I think he still wouldn't. Sh- I'm actually pr- glad you brought that up. I still believe that he would have not shaken his I, hand, I agree, win I or agree. lose. I agree with Bruno, man. I'll be honest. And 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 I'm gonna say this one, Steph. You know what? I'm most disappointed in out of everybody, I'm most impo- I'm most disappointed with Pinta Costa, and I'm gonna explain to you why. How the fuck? You sit next to those ladrões, o Centeno, o um, Antonio Costa, and all those other corrupt government uh, officials. How do you have? How do you sit with those guys? They mandava todos por caralho right in front of their face. I don't give a shit. Wait, I, I could say the same thing. I could I could say out of fuckers, Veranda sent in tribuna do Porto no estado do Dragão quando a mulher do Albuquerque levou dois pesos na cara. Pronto, and you have every right to and you okay. have every right to feel that way. And this is my point. Our president swallowed the pill and said, "Hey, it's one under the bridge. I'll be there next to Pinta Costa to to promote peace in 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 soccer or football." So your coach, what he did was a hateful uh, situation because that only creates problems among the fans. That's the only thing he did. And the only thing he had to do was being cordial. Just shake his hand for two seconds, didn't have to look at him and go on about his business. And like, and like Steven said, he still went behind his back and su- whispered something. He said, 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 same as Lena, that way. All right. Well, 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 let me just ask one more thing. Um, just going back to what 
Verandas originally did. Bruno, do you think that Sergio Conceição should have been suspended in the first place for putting his hands on Renan Ribeiro's face? Good question. Um, because that's what it all stems from. I had this right. I had this debate with my father because he has the same view as Steph. Um, and I said, listen, if you really watch the video, Renan came at. And it looked like he was going after the Nilo while his back was on when his back was to the Nilo. I mean when when the Nilo's back was to Renan. So Sergio Cosell stepped in front and he just put his hand on him. It just happened to hit his face or throat or wherever it was. But that's the reason why. And then they started talking smack to one another. But I felt that he was going to defend the Nilo because if I'm watching the video. It really looked like he was going to come and snuff him from behind. So that's my opinion. That's how I look at it. I mean, hey listen, these. You could you, you should uh, switch jobs. You should be a defensive attorney. I should. <laughs> I should. Olha, sabes que eu gostava de representar o Rui Pinto. Isso é que eu gostava. Sim. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, grande Rui Pinto. <laughs> We actually have a, uh, a a good read. Chris found it last night. It's on our Twitter page. It's uh it's about Rui Pinto and all this fucking bullshit that's happening in uh in uh in Portugal. Uh, oh, really. so you guys yeah, have a chance. The, yeah. well, I, I read that. It's a big article, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a big yeah. article. That yeah, was good. Yeah. yeah. I I did send it to uh, to Bruno and Mario and uh, and Cynthia and uh, Uwe. Fair, fair, fair. And, you know, and there's people already trying to spin it in someone in some way. Away from their as club, they always are, bro. As they know, but but we, we but we do the same thing. Come on, we do the same thing. I, I watched the entire video on CMTV about the cash ball, and I read and I saw the whole. Uh, I think it was like thirty minutes long, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if you guys remember. It was the, yes, it was year, yeah, yes, yes. I, I forget the name of the guy who Um, oh, Luis Godinho. There you go. No, no, no it was uh. No, era é um dirigente do Sporting ou um intermediário. Nem era do Sporting, meu. Era do intermediário. I forgot his name too, but I know what you're talking about. Give me a sec. The guy was on CMTV for 30 minutes, and then um, most people only watch five minutes, but the the interview was 30 minutes. So listen to the whole interview before you give your goddamn opinion. So then, when I saw the whole video of 30 minutes. At, towards the middle and towards the end, he, he insisted with the journalist, hold on, this was not only Sporting, it was Sporting and Benfica and Porto and other clubs, and they cut him off. They said, no, uh, like they were not interested. He said, you basically said, there's a bidding system going on. Whoever pays more gets the calls. So, and then I'm like, wow, what the hell? This guy is actually trying to expand and tell everyone there's a, a, a corruption system in one ball in basketball okay in patins and no no one really wants to listen to this because they're trying to frame who now to the king at steph you know they're doing they did the same thing with vitor Caton. i mean you heard what vitor Caton said on national television and how does how do the authorities in Portugal not race over to the studio and say, "All right, buddy, you're gonna come with us and you're gonna let us know what the hell you know"? 
because what you said was pretty shocking. No, Till this day, till this day, no one, no one approached the guy. I'm friends with the guy on Facebook. He sends me videos all the time. Of, I'm not going to explain to you what kind of videos they are, but. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but, but I, I, caught the, I caught the gist. Uh, <laughs> how to be a mockery uh, No, no. Yeah, it was it was really love Steph. I share with Steph. I share Steph. I share same videos with Lina. Steph all the time. Yes, he made him. Is he the same as Lena? And anyway, <laughs> this guy, what he said. How do you not? How do you not? Uh, how do you not go over there and and start asking him? Like, all right, buddy, what do you know? Like, because what you said was pretty serious. And until then, no, until today, nobody. I, I, I agree because this this bullshit about Casper. When was the last time you heard something about Casper? In like six months. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, it then, died. It. And then you, 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 well, there's a reason why it died because they, they would dig and dig and dig and they would say, oh shit, this is a lot more club than we thought about because there's a bidding system. The guy said it on, on the t- Go find the video. Whoever's listening to our podcast or will be listening to our podcast. I'm searching. Go, for back, go back to CMTV and you'll see the guy stating it and she cuts him off like she's not interested. Now, I don't know why. Because all of a sudden, whoa, it's not going against Brunkerweil anymore. It's deviating and going against a lot more clubs. So, so it, it, it wasn't only sporting. It was, it's whoever paid more. He explained the whole thing. Quem chegasse lá e pagava mais dinheiro que recebeu os calls. Era assim tão simples. So what pisses me off is when I have to listen to, to uh, rivals. And I shall not say any names. But you guys are pretty smart. And then <laughs> all, all, all is relating sporting to cash ball, sporting to cash ball. And it pisses me off because, you know, and I stop fighting it or answering it, you know, to these morons and telling them, watch the video for the 30 minute video, please. Watch the video for 30 minutes, please. I, I said, no kidding. It's not kidding. Is it possible? No, it's not kidding. Ask him. Huh? Um senhor com, com uma certa idade, lá que no, yeah, na casa yeah. de 50. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you, I, I know we have it on our Twitter, I believe. Uh, like Yeah, some, but it was like so long ago that now I can't yeah. even find anything. I can't oh, find I, the guy's name. I only a, see here Paulo Silva, but I don't even think that's right. No, I, I'll have to dig it. Or maybe when we ask o Brito, he's going to remember. I'll probably know right away, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's just to show you that the stigma of, of certain things they stick with certain clubs because when they, when when CMTV made such a big deal when they were attacking Bruno Carvalho all the time, they relate they related Casmol to Sporting, and that's now that's sticking with us. But when you watch the whole video, you can clearly see that a system was in place and a lot more clubs were involved. Yeah, that's all I gotta say, and you know, I mean. Corruption, and we've had this conversation many times, but, but corruption, if it does exist, and if my club was involved, then if, if it's proven that we were involved, we got to lose titles then. I don't care. But I don't want one title that we won with corruption. Yeah. All right. I, I really only have one more question left for the Protistas, uh, and then our, our Twitter questions I'm going to save for next week. So a uh, quick shout-out to Joel and Kevin. Uh, your questions will not be forgotten. They'll be answered next week or, or the next podcast where we uh, 
dive into to everything Spartan and how we feel at the end of the season, et cetera, et cetera, and what are what we think uh, we should do moving on in the future. So thank you for your co- for your questions. They'll be answered next podcast. Um, my only question, I'll, I'll pass it off to Steve because I feel like I already know where, where Bruno stands. But um, from a lot of my Protista friends, I have a, so, there's a small um, groaning community, I guess you can say, of uh, people that want of Protistas that want Sergio Conceição out. Um, bro, what's your thoughts on Sergio Conceição? I personally like him, but what, what what's your thoughts? Well, I got mixed feelings about it. All right, and the reason I have mixed feelings is because. Again, I'm looking at the past coaches we've had and the style of soccer we've played in the past, right? And the one coach that I, comes to mind that I really appreciate the type of football he had, the team playing, was Andres Villas-Boas, right? Different type of formation, and it's not the type of formation that Sergio Cusasson uses, and it's not his type of style. But what I do appreciate from him is how he motivates the players to play and, you know, they play with the same type of mentality he has. I appreciate that. And with the circumstances that he had, it's not like he got a bunch of brand new players coming in last season. He had a couple of low knees return, maybe Edder Milito, one other signing, and he still had to stick around with some of the players he's had for, you know, the years that he's been there. So with that being said, when he won the Liga with that type of squad, um, where it wasn't a lot of you know new players or new refor- reinforcements, he did very good with what he had. He used the players he had, and he was able to win the league his style of play. Now, going with this season, obviously we didn't win anything, so that is going to be one mark for me on his resume. Um, do I want him to leave? No. Do I like his style of soccer offensively? No, but do I enjoy the mentality he brings to the game and how he motivates his player? Yes, I appreciate that. So, with that being said, he's two out of he's two out of three for me right now. Now that whole situation with the president, you know, again, he was emotional. I think that was the reason. I don't think that's gonna affect you know go him going f- further up with the uh, the team in the future. I think as soon as you know, the transfer window opens. If Porto makes the right decisions on who they're going to get in the transfer market, and if he gets involved with that, and let's say, you know, things work out next season with those decisions, I think we should be okay. So, for me, I would keep him on the squad, I mean, on the team, and uh, see what next year takes us. Okay. And Bruno, uh, actually, I have a question for you, too. It'll be on. Uh, it'll be about Spartan, though. I hope you don't mind. Um, no, keeping keeping a lot of the conversation uh, of coaches. Um, what are your thoughts on on, on Kaiser really, and and, and um, how he's done? I guess uh, this season. I mean, listen, he bought himself a year. This was a win win situation for him because no matter what, whatever results were, it was a win win situation. If he didn't win anything, hey, well, listen, this wasn't my players. These weren't the players that I picked. Nothing like that. Um, and he got to know the league a little bit. I still believe that he still, after all this time, doesn't really know how our league operates. I still believe that. Um, and I think a lot of people are still in denial about he doesn't know how the league operates because there's certain things that go on that 
he comes from very proper and, you know, a lot of fair play. And the one thing that our league does not have is fair play in many different areas. Um, now that now the pressure is on him. So I saw a list of players that he's going to be cutting loose and, you know, he's going to have to bring in a lot of players. The biggest one to fill is probably going to be Burun Fernandes. And I already gave my opinion off the air about these guys, uh, yeah. uh, to you guys about that. Um, that's going to be one major role to fill. And who that is, we don't know. Um, and, you know, is Bazdos going to stay? Uh, because this might be the last chance you guys get to cash out on a guy like that. Um, is there another striker that, that you guys are eyeing? We don't know. I mean, Luis Sleep actually came through toward the end. Yeah. Was that a Kaiser signing or not? I don't know, but it seemed like he finally started to adapt and he started to score some goals. Um, I think Kaiser, you know, a couple of months ago, I was saying that he wasn't going to stay. But I think now he is going to stay. I think they started playing much better, but that was also because you guys were basically on the back of Brun Fernandes. Um, what's going to happen with Sporting without Brun Fernandes is a different story. One quick thing I want to mention is I think uh, Sergio Conceição's tactic in the game was to shut down Wendell and now Brun Fernandes. And I yeah. think Wendell was completely um, – he, he was not part of the game. I think uh, Sporting suffered a lot possession-wise because you shut down Wendell. I agree. It was a good, a good, a good player. Well, Bruno, I got to disagree on the Wendell part because I think he was existent. There was one clip where they showed him and his ugly mustache. So, I mean, that was a big moment for me in the game. So, I think the, there was a lot of impact from Wendell, you know, with that mustache of his. So, I had to say that. That mustache and that uh, that suspended – well, it's not even suspended. He doesn't even have a fucking license. Never mind. That fucking mugshot he must have somewhere. Yeah. And <laughs> a mugshot must be amazing. <laughs> Bro, he I, I will say this. I, I will say this. I At one point, I was probably – it was probably close to halftime. I turned to somebody and I said, is Wendell even playing in this game? Because I, I didn't see the starting lineup for Sporting. And they were like, I really don't know. And then we finally saw the 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 the, the shot that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, the where, one shot he had, yeah. And, and I was alive. like, wow. This whole time, I did not even know he was on the field because you didn't hear his name. Well, you know what, Brun? I think Wendell, again, he was memorable, man, because at one point I thought I saw Zep the Kid was playing on the team. I swear to God, if you guys seen City of God, you'll know what I'm talking about. He looked oh. like Zepikino. Oh, Zepikino. Zepikino. He was doing all the little things, that's why. No, I think that the little things was basically defending because on the ball, he exactly. was non-existent. Exactly. Midfielders sometimes, they go unnoticed because uh, they don't have a key role. And um, most of the time, if Kaiser told them be more cautious with uh, def the defending, that maybe that's why. Facts. And I think, I think like I told you, I, I think Wendell plays more towards the left of the midfield. And um, he missed the Cunha. Not having Borja, he missed the Cunha. All right. My, and then to close it off, unless there's any burning, uh, anything burning that, that uh, you guys have uh, left to say, any of you guys, um, it will be to the, the Spartan guys. 
really, what is this, what is, without getting too deep into what our season was, um, what does this Taça Portugal signify to you? Um, Chris, I'll start with you first. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just a, uh, it's a great way to end the season. You know, I always love uh, the Taça de Portugal, just the, the history of it, um, you know, the party that goes along with it, um, the tradition playing at, the, at Jamor, always the last game of the season. I think that Portugal does it the right way. I mean, I mean you see in England, they play it, you know, or earlier in May, it's not the last game. It doesn't seem to have the, the same sort of, you know, annual tradition. Obviously, it's played at Wembley and all that, but it, it, I mean, it just doesn't seem the same. So, obviously, the Taça de Portugal is one of my one of my favorite games, and, you know, it, it means a lot more than the League Cup, um, just, you know, for obvious reasons, mostly the history um, and the significance of it. So, it's a, uh, it's a great trophy to win. And, um, you know, I'm really happy, you know, despite, you know, how lucky we might have been in the game. Um, uh, I'm just, you know, uh, you know, I just I'm very happy that we were able to to get the job done. Uh, And it feels it feels good, kind of reinvigorates. um, It kind of reinvigorated the fan base a little bit, I think, going into the summer now. Um, And I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of hope. Um, you know, uh, amongst a lot of people kind of, you know, not to say that it, if we would have lost this game, it wouldn't have been there, but it just, it feels, uh, feels a little different right now. Um, and, uh, I think that, um, it's going to be an exciting summer. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm looking forward to, to what's to come and, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm really happy, you know, you know, to be here with you guys and, uh, to, to, to ride, ride through all the, the highs and lows, you know, with you boys. So just, uh, you know, really happy, you know, and really glad to, to end the season like this and, uh, wouldn't have it any other way in a, in a PK shootout. Stockholm penouts, STP. <laughs> I was actually, that was actually just about to ask Nando that, so you set that up perfectly. Does us winning this in penalties take it away? Cause let's be honest, the last four titles, Two Tasa Portugal's, two Tasa de Ligas, all through penalties. Does it does it take it a bit away, Nando, or does that make it a, even a bit more special? Because let's be honest, that that fucking that penalty shootout, that game had me on my like constantly going up and down in nerves. Oh man, it's, it's like Steph said at the beginning of of the podcast. Like, if you're gonna be a Sportingista, you it takes another kind of a fabric. It, it, it it's another kind of set of bones. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't win shit easily we don't just win things because it just naturally occurred the right way um being a sportingista you're just kind of used to uh, life obstacles probably i'm pretty sure that sportingistas in general would probably sit there and tell you their life stories and you'd be like oh shit shit happens with me like that too and i think it's just part of being a sportingista so of course we won in penalty kicks of course porto scored right at the end because we can't fucking clear the ball and of course, we have to sit there and go through ten minutes waiting before penalty kicks and be like, "Fuck our lives!" Like this shit happened again. Um, so in typical sporting fashion, like, fuck yeah, you know what I'm saying? If like if that's how we gotta always do it, and that's just how we're gonna do it, then let's keep doing it that way. It sucks for Portishas. I'm sure they sit there and be like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like again, right? Like we talked about it earlier. Um, it's just one of those weird things in terms of. Um, like what Chris was talking about in terms of for the season and salvaging it and this, that, and the other, I think this definitely quote unquote salvages the season. Um, 
I think that, uh, you know, the, the Tasa the Liga win early in the season was a nice little kind of like, okay, like, woof, at least we got something under our belt in case we don't win shit the rest of the year. Um, and I think this was a nice little culmination of it. Um, I, but I do think that it opens up a lot of uh, openings for the team to dissect where it needs to improve on, where it needs to get better on, where if we don't fix X, Y, and Z, there's just one more year that's going to go by that we don't win to Campeonato. So I don't want, and I hope, my fear is, as part of this, like, I hate being so cautious and pessimistic sometimes, but, like, it really pissed me off listening to Veranda say something like, you know, this has been Spartan's best season in 17 years bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really I really didn't like that just because we won two titles. Um, I, I don't think that. Like, Porto this year was the Spartan of Giuseppe Zedo, Equipo do Quaz, right? Um, so, so Porto can say that, like, damn, we've killed it all year, and then we fell apart at the end and won nothing, had nothing to show for it. Sporting, you know, we can sit here and say, like, fuck, like, we just treaded water and just kind of, like, hope for the best and expected the worst, and then we ended up on top with two titles. So, happy, obviously. We, we won another title, number 17. Um, you know, love the fact that that's the Portugal has become kind of, like, our tradition, especially a year ago, uh, all things considered, how, how, how low everything was. Um, but I'm hoping more than anything that this shit propels us as Sporting Eastas and Sporting as a club to uh, start putting the pieces together, figuring out where we need to get to, to to bring home that title that we need to win next year because otherwise it'll be more than 18 years. So, Facts. Facts. And uh, last but not least, Steph, again, my last question, unless anybody has anything they, that they want to add in. Um Man, it's more of the same, bro. I, I was gonna ask maybe about Super Tasa, but I'll leave that for another for another day. Um, how significant is this is this Tasa uh, potentially for next season? Without you know going too much into it, but uh, can can this Tasa Portugal win against Porto against a tough team um, catapult us to have a, a bit of confidence uh, uh, ahead of uh, our Super Tasa game in Algarve in August against Benfica? Um, does this does this trophy? Do you think can can you know give us the momentum we need into the next season, or or do you think that the celebration ends by 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 the time the next season starts? Now, of course, the, the um, winning this this trophy and Tasa de Liga, which is also becoming uh, relevant. It's sure. it was two it was two trophies. It was not just one trophy. I agree that the uh, uh, Campeonato Nacional is the most important trophy. I'm not going to be an idiot about that. That's more than obvious. Uh, but winning the Taça de Portugal, is, is, it was huge because why? Because it gives more confidence to our youth. A reason, hey, I play in a big club. We win in titles. It gives confidence to our sponsors. Uh, because now they know, hey, we, they're going straight to uh, the group stage of Liga Europa. It gives uh, uh, confidence to us, the fans. It gives confidence to the players that will be staying, confidence to the coaching staff. Uh, so this one, this one was, was, was really huge. Also to the stock market. Um, you know, we're talking about a team that they won a important title in Portugal, the second-best competition. We call that a prova reina, the football Portuguese. So it, this was huge because of all the reasons I just mentioned. Uh, th this, this when, when Sporting tries to convince a player to come to our club, it'll be fresh in their, in their mind that we won the Portuguese Cup. So they go into a club that wins titles. 
um, a, a good player, uh, they don't want to come to a club that do- doesn't win titles. Maybe an average player will, will go to, to those clubs. Uh, but if we want to get good players, you have to sell it to them. Hey, if you come to Sporting Club Portugal, uh, last year we won Taça da Liga and Taça de Portugal when we fought for the uh, uh, Portuguese Championship. Uh, you know, so it's easier to negotiate with those agents and those players. So this this was very crucial for for the preseason 1920 uh, to to make things easier. Um, and 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 um, the last time we won the Taça Portugal was in 2015, by the way. So it's right. it's so it's been a tradition to reach the final, but every time we play against the so-called smaller teams like academic and AFS last year we lose so yeah. we bet we better are playing against big teams like sporting like uh, porto uh, or braga if you want to call them small um, big teams okay. i think they're small team uh but if you want to play against uh, it's better to play against Benfica or porto because we tend to win against them in finals um which and, goes uh, back to what Nando was saying, bro. We're the most fucking weirdest team ever. Oh yes, weirdest team ever. Doubt. Not only do we do we get do we have to suffer one broken nose during a final, we have to su- suffer two. Uh, fucking! Not only does our best penalty kick taker miss the penalty, but we end up winning it. It's it's a weird club, man. It's a weird. But team. I I knew we were gonna win when Rena fucked up at minute eighty. And we, he gave the ball to Herrera. Yeah. And, and he didn't score. And I said, boom. And yeah. they didn't. And they yeah, didn't but then they score at the fucking last second. And I was like, ah, puta, yeah. only at Sporting. I know. But, but that guy, that, that, well, in a weird way, I was like, you know what? They tied the game. So we're going to PKs, which is our favorite favorite part of the competition so I w- yeah so i would still like very try- uh, tr- uh, calm and i was like it's okay we're going to penalties and porto sucks on that but i gotta give it to porto the 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 first the first five pks w- were taken the way they were supposed to take it taken exception for um pep when he missed it but uh, but um um, Bastos also missed yeah. our best PK taker, taker missed it. So, so Sergio Conceição he had a right on. Now your six player is always always shaky. Even Sporting six player was shaky. With three Luis, you saw how we celebrate. Like I can't believe I scored. So when you're going to the sixth and seventh and eighth player, it's always shaky. Um, yeah. But you know, besides that, I'm happy that Sporting won. Huge win for all the reasons I just said. Uh, sponsors, fans, players, coaching staff, us, the fans, we feel much more confident because now we feel we winners. So the next season we can be prepared peacefully. And all, all I have to say is Super uh, Super Cup will be on the 4th of August no Stadio do, do Algarve. Yep. And then last but not least, the preseason. If we lose every fucking game, I don't give a shit. That's why it's a preseason. Yeah, unless they, they just have to win in New York against Liverpool. No big deal. Sim, verdade, caralho. We should all go to that game, though. Yeah, if I can get it off work, I'm there. I'm I might just say fucking risk it. But. Yeah, man, I, I bought eight tickets, a thousand-something dollars. That's it. I'm, I'm getting some money back from um, 
from friends and uh, Luis sure. with Bruno knows him and Mario they're coming, but uh, each ticket was one twenty six section two hundred and six. Putek Puriu. All right, guys. Is there anything dying, burning on your chest you have to, to say? Bruno, Steven, anything? Free Rui Pinho. Rui Pinto. <laughs> Agreed. Steven, anything? No, I'm good. No? All right, then, boys, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for it. having us. Great thank conversation you. between us, so thank you very much for joining. Uh, yeah, no one's, no one's trying to kill people here or running people over. Uh, or, you know, exactly. Exactly. Just make sure, make sure you shake my hand the next time you see me. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a hug. How about that? Man. I wonder. I wonder. I seen. I seen more, <laughs> seen more peace here in Toronto after making the NBA Finals, which was crazy. Than I seen on certain images about a certain team winning a certain league title. You know. So. Uh, oh man! I just call you say you know in Canadian. Oh man, that's that was a big thing. For me. <laughs> yeah, eh? You know. Oh my god. You know, yeah, eh? Uh, and well, Canadian, you know, Canadian. Yeah, 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 I know, but <laughs> but I have to say, but I have to say, it's it's always just a a small portion like that, like the vast majority of Benfica, Sportistas, and Sportingistas, they are actually great people, man. But then there's always a few fucking it up for everybody else. But, 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 but doesn't it always seem to be like those few always seem for me from one certain club? No, no. Probably. Yes, yes. yes. No, no. That's yes. more. That's no. happen from a certain I, side. I, dis- no. I disagree with that. Not, you know why? And I have two witnesses. I have so so we can finish the pot. I have Chris and Danny. I tweeted two tweets. One, uh, saying uh, thank you to Bruno Carvalho. Uh, for for uh, putting the team together, I got jumped by Sporting Vistas. And then I put another one about Verandes helping a lady having a stroke, but all she 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 lacked of sugar or something. She was diabetic, and then Sporting Vistas jumped on me. So it, it's it, it's from it's from the three clubs. Let's be realistic. It is. You Club, know porque... what's the realistic? Opa, porque que o Super Dragões tem que cantar aquela canção? O tempo inteiro, nem quando o Benfica está lá a jogar. Why? Well, who cares? Yeah, well, but it's a big we deal. It's the Why? same thing to me. It's, who cares, bro? It's, it's, it's annoying, though, when you go to, to a pavilhão and then... You, you yeah, the... you know what else is annoying? Having to hear a, a Marco Ficini chant every time I have to fucking play. Agreed. Agreed. Or a Betty Light chant every time I have Agreed. to play Benfica. Agreed. Oh. But, then we, but then we do the same shit. We... we Amanhã, amanhã, ser... But that's wrong. But that's wrong. <laughs> I that's, feel you, man. Feel no, you. that's totally wrong. And that's all that's yeah. also wrong, but it feels so right. I was trying to make whoever said that. Whoever said that was the smartest man on the panel. Easily. Chris, Christian's easily the smartest man on this panel, bro. <laughs> All right, boys. But with that being said, my, I still have love for Nando and Steph, who uh, are the tied for second smartest guys on this panel. I'm obviously <laughs> down to last, you know? No. <laughs> Steph, Nando, Christian, thank you as well too late for now. joining too us. Late too late now. <laughs> too late. What thank can you. I know? <laughs> I feel like I hurt, bro. I got to go to bed like that. Sorry, Carajo. It happens, man. Anyways, boys, thank you for joining us all. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Uh, Johnny Sinero, Mario uh, Mario Dusanch, 
Uh, who else am I forgetting? Uh, and uh, our boy Nicolaj Filion. I hope I said that right. If I said it wrong, sorry. Uh, and everybody else that's watching, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sporting160 underscore EN. Uh, Instagram, Sporting160 EN. Um, have a look at our, if you guys are, are still looking for merch, spreadshirt.com or .ca. Um, and uh, search up Sporting160. And with that being said, uh, I bid you guys adieu. Thank you all for listening. And uh, and yeah, ciao. Be on the lookout for our uh, next podcast. We'll discuss uh, end of season stuff. Uh, yeah. Bye. Viva Sporting. Viva Fair Play. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good